Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Web3 Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Rosenthal, and also CEO and founder at EdLabs, a Web3 education platform. And I'm just so excited for today's podcast with Dr. Martha Bokenfield. Uh, she is the Dean at the Metaverse Academy, an expert in the platform economy, and also an ambassador with me at the All-Stars Women NFT Club and DAO. Martha is someone who is just really leading the adoption of Metaverse technology. She's saying she's done countless, countless speaking events, podcasts, research. She posts every single day on LinkedIn about her research, uh, her current research and her daily research of the metaverse and DeFi and NFTs and someone that's just, I've really learned a lot a lot from and had amazing conversations about what she's building. So I'm super excited to have her come on and talk a little about just the timeline of the metaverse, uh, where we're at with adoption, uh, what different companies are doing right now with metaverse and digital collectibles and digital identities and a little bit talked a little bit more about what education means to her in the web3 space as she's someone who's definitely a web3 native educator so super excited for the podcast i hope you guys all enjoy okay well hello everyone welcome back to the web3 podcast i'm excited to introduce dr martha bokenfield uh, really an expert in the platform economy uh, dean at the Metaverse Academy and ambassador at the All-Star Women NFT Club and DAO with me uh, to the Web3 podcast. Super excited to dive into your background in Web3 and Metaverse, kind of more about Metaverse adoption timelines and kind of when things are coming and ways business, business will be impacted by the Metaverse. So, so excited to have you here, Dr. Martha. Yeah, thanks a lot, Lindsay. I'm very, very excited too to be here with you. And obviously, we have had a lot of interactions via our different networks. So uh, super excited to be here today with you and talk about our favorite topic, the metaverse. Yes, super excited. Um, I think initially it'd be great to kind of dive in maybe to your your metaverse web two web three background. Uh, kind of how did you transition from your web two to web three self, and then um, kind of from your web two background working at UBS to kind of where you're at today. Yeah, so yeah, it's I think a journey which a lot of people are making right now. So for over 20 years, I've been in financial services and I always did uh, digital transformation and innovation, emerging tech. So I've been very fortunate on an executive level to really live up to what I love, which is uh, all this transformation, changes, uh, innovation, and also executing on it. Yeah. So really great support from a lot of people I had around me. And two years ago, I joined uh, UBS or a couple of even now it's three years ago, I joined UBS and they were looking for someone who had a background in uh, emerging tech, in platform and ecosystems. And I developed also a platform for UBS first on the Swiss level and then on the global level. And uh, during that time, at the same time, you need to be in Web3 somehow because when you are in emerging tech, you need to talk about crypto, you need to talk about uh, blockchain, even though that might not have been the core remit of, uh, of an incumbent bank. Yeah? So crypto is not something they heavily support, but everything is geared towards our blockchain more and more, also in the, on the banking, on the finance side. That's how I got into it. And then beginning of last year, I had a sneak preview at Meta Horizon through my network, through my innovator network. And I was like, oh my God, now. That's cool. What was that like, seeing that on the it was, it was like, 
wow, you know, uh, you first see the Web3, which is more the, like the technology part and the foundation uh, for everything which is developing. And then you see the experiences and then you start thinking, this is amazing, even though a lot of people... Um, yeah, laughing about Meta Horizon, but we have to give uh, Facebook at least or Zuckerberg a bit of credit because he started to push it now and he is heavily, heavily investing and developing. And in innovation, that's very important that you also have these leading companies, even though there's also uh, certain challenges with it, who push it and who spend a lot of money in the development of all the technology and that more so what the experiences are. So I don't care so much how the avatar looks or it doesn't look i'm looking more at the experience how you can work together how you can interact with each other and that's how i got into it and i was thought leader at uh, also at ubs at the same time in my executive role there were out of fifty thousand, there were 15 thought leaders so i could start um, engaging with the topic i could start also uh, talking about the topic on, on LinkedIn, on social media, I could interact with everyone very freely. And it wasn't something which was hidden. It was basically very, very open in, in, in the world, what I would do and what I wouldn't do. And then end of last year, it seems like long time ago, I decided, uh, what is my next big step? Because platform ecosystem is really you can say almost a foundation also what happens in the metaverse because everything is the platform and the ecosystem is is like the metaverse connecting different players which with each other like the creators uh like the banking services so everyone is basically in the metaverse and ideally they all work together to give those experiences to stakeholders yeah yeah, no, I think that's super interesting. And I think it's interesting you talked talked about Meta Horizons because I want to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, and earlier, even this year, there was kind of that study done by Gardner, uh, the hype cycle about how like Metaverse still has like 10 plus years until it's kind of coming. But then there's like Facebook and Meta, like investing obviously a ton of time and money into creating these Metaverse experiences. But then obviously we've seen lately like it didn't go super well. Um, on like kind of like I think we're still early but I kind of be interested to hear your thoughts on like what's the catalyst for like greater adoption of the metaverse like are we just too early and they're investing money into it and it's just too early or when do you think it's going to kind of come to be we'll start using the metaverse more in our day-to-day -day lives I believe that there is a, a really um a good quote you can say also from JP Morgan, which reflects my thinking, uh, which says that uh, the asymmetrical risk of leaving behind is worth the incremental value of the investment. Yeah. So you really, in my view, it's not too early this time because we have such an exponential growth everywhere. And it's also not so much about, I mean, we're talking about these are the metaverse experts. Uh, so I would say no one really, really knows there is actually no metaverse experts. So if we think back, uh, and I've been part of the Web2 and how the internet came about, if we think about that period, then no one knew Facebook is coming. No one knew how the internet looks like. And everyone now is talking about, oh, how will it look like? Or is the metaverse here or not? I, I think it's completely irrelevant. What we should look at, what kind of experiences we have today which improve our lives? And how can we develop from here? So for me, also, the Gardner hype cycle is useful, but there's one which is more useful, which is the emerging trends, where you have digital twin, Web3, NFTs. And it very clearly shows that the metaverse and the vision, where everything is hyper-connected, 
and we have a full immersion of the real and the virtual world is not yet here. I mean, I think everyone will agree. But you have, nevertheless, you have experiences, you have use cases. And if you look at it, then gaming is definitely the gateway to the metaverse. Yeah, for I don't think for the kids between 12 and 25, you have to explain what virtual worlds are. You don't have to explain what avatars are. You don't have to explain what even DAOs are. You, you, because they know how to interact and they're already interacting on Discord. Yeah, so yeah, I think that's super interesting you bring that up. But I, I, I agree on the topic of more adoption of these virtual worlds will come like when my generation grows up. Like we, like this, this whole Gen Z generation is just really like living digitally. Like there's been studies that came out that like eight to nine hours a day that are we, we're spending online, like working or entertaining ourselves on many different ways and i think we're so used to being online so i feel like once this there's gen z right now we're like 18 we're like 10 to 25 years old and so i feel like once we become like actually like working and and have like a larger percentage of like the income of the world i feel like these metaverse type opportunities will become a little more mainstream because that's what we're so used to like you just mentioned like we're so used to being online we're so used to like for example like school like i've experienced all of my college education like online because of covid and in the past that was like never a thing like you guys never had college education online but yeah, we're so used to being online virtually and so i think there's a ton of opportunities to kind of capitalize off this generation as we kind of get older kind of into the workforce. I think that's one part, which is which where I believe really uh, you have this this push and uh, the gaming as a gateway. And then the other part is like uh, the strategic partnership, which we have seen Microsoft mesh with, with Meta, with uh, the headset, yeah? So if you imagine that hundreds of millions are using Microsoft Teams already and big companies and nearly every company you use Microsoft Teams, every company has it. So if you think about that population and they get all now one after the other trained in the metaverse, i.e. how to work together, it's amazing. I mean, it opens up a much, much higher adoption than we ever expected, for example, with, with crypto. Yeah. So crypto is only part of what is used when we talk about ecosystem. And we had a lot of noise, obviously, the last two weeks around crypto. But if you think about the other things where it's already developing, is one is really very clearly the working, how you work together. Uh, and Microsoft has already trained and onboarded over 150,000 people, for example, from Accenture with glasses over the last two years, respectively, with headsets. Then you have Bank of America, they are training 50,000. So you have a lot of different big companies now getting trained on, on technology, either with Meta Horizon, where you can work together, or with Microsoft Mesh. And I do think also Zuckerberg has probably realized that you need to work with these kind of partners like Microsoft. They have such a huge uh, platform with, with companies. Yeah? So that's really the second part, apart from the gaming. And then you have other parts where you have, as you mentioned, education. Education more and more happens in the metaverse, in virtual worlds, because how amazing is that at schools already, Roblox supports this very much. They had 20 million of, of people in schools also training in their virtual worlds. They had this 12K training, which has the biggest growth over the next couple of years. You know? Then you have training for doctors in the metaverse. Yeah? So there was one really um, 
heartbreaking operation, you can say, from conjointed twins, where it's very, very difficult operation. So the doctors in Brazil coordinated and trained with doctors in London to find out what is the best method. And they, unbelievable, were successful uh, with this operation. So we will see much more of virtual training and it's already happening with doctors as well. So that you have really big pockets of where adoption uh, gets driven by, same for telehealth, same for digital trends. So all these different pieces of the technology are converging now at a very, very high speed. So really exponential growth that we also have seen with these platforms. Yeah, no, totally awesome. I totally agree. I think these are like really cool use cases that are going to like kind of um, start like the catalyst of Web3 adoption. I think it's just kind of dipping people's toe in the waters, which is awesome and kind of utilizing it like to kind of solve problems we're at today. Um, would you uh, kind of more clearly like describe how blockchain NFTs and just de de decentralized technology is kind of fit into the metaverse? Yeah, it's uh, there's also again a big debate, but uh, some are arguing that the metaverse is only a metaverse if this all on blockchain and decentralized, yeah, because we will not have intermediaries and we have everything is direct. Others are saying you you don't need to be on blockchain to be a metaverse. Yeah? So I also think it's to an extent irrelevant. From my point of view, we will develop more into decentralized over time. But if you take Roblox, for example, it's not on blockchain, it's not decentralized. Yeah? It's what we call a walled garden. But nevertheless, it's a virtual experience. And as we just discussed, it's also used at schools. So ideally, this transforms into a decentralized world. And what that means, in, like in uh, Roblox, you, you can buy things, but you don't, and you can sell them, but not outside the, the Roblox ecosystem for now. If you have an NFT, the idea of an NFT of a non-fungible token is that you can sell it in any of those virtual worlds and you really, really own it. Yeah? Uh, and you can even use this for uh, like in a marketplace like OpenSea. You don't have to sell it on the platform like Roblox. So it's much more creator friendly, I would say, and much more uh, in a sense also reflecting where we are going to that everyone is a creator and everyone has a lot of imaginations which you can live up to and as you said correctly before we need to think about what are the use cases that i also described in education working healthcare, which make our life better so it's not only about the fun and the play uh, a lot of people think, ah, oh, yeah, metaverse is all about playing, but it's not the case. It's really improving the life. Mm -hmm. Do you think that we, I feel like there's a lot of companies, a lot of like centralized companies like Microsoft and Facebook are, are really investing money into the metaverse. And obviously these are very centralized. So do you think the future of the metaverse is more centralized based around these companies that we're using? Or do you think we'll kind of move into more of a decentralized metaverse that really, that really utilizes blockchain and NFTs? Um, I would say it depends, but uh, there is a big, big movement and even yeah, metaverse companies like, or if we call them just uh, companies like Microsoft, the big tech companies and also Meta are claiming that they're going into what is called an open metaverse where everything is connected and everything is basically can be interchangeable. Uh, there is this st open standard forum where also the people who are not the big tech, but Outlier Venture or Upland, these kind of people also have 
or are developing standards. There is a really great paper from Outlier Venture, which I've quoted also a couple of times in my post, which does show how it all comes together. If you build an open metaverse with open standards, and where does the metaverse fits? Where where is this experience? Where is Web three? Where is DeFi? And how you pull it together? Yeah. So there are already plans, and and that you can see that there are also uh, pockets of this are developing. But right now, the whole world and market is very very fragmented. So it's difficult to say because there's also a big threat that the big companies, as they are big and very very influential, and they have lots and deep pockets might be the ones who are pushing more for this is my silo, this is my garden. But we see already through partnerships that this is not at all possible if you go into the new world because you need each other. No one is good only at, at one thing. And if we talk about gaming, interesting thing is also that uh, Microsoft has invested heavily in gaming. They had the biggest deal ever with 69 billion in Activation Blizzard. And also every other company, all the VCs are heavily investing in gaming. And even Netflix has realized that streaming is the old world and that the new world is really gaming and all the experiences you can do there. In an idea scenario, are there already a lot of blockchain games? Is blockchain is decentralized? It's the next level, but it's really a transformation rather than everything is there from the first day. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think uh, there's like a, such a big opportunity with these businesses entering uh, kind of metaverse space. It was quoted that there was like what like ten to thirty trillion U.S. dollar opportunity exactly. kind of coming in the next decade. And I think there's a lot of cool ways that we've already talked about, but then are also other brands are kind of entering the metaverse, just to be able to even drive the revenue growth, connect to their customers. Um, a few examples I've really liked is Walmart's how they had that like virtual try on. Um, I think that was super interesting with how we're at with COVID and like the rise in like online sales. Like I feel like it's just so standard now to like do your online shopping online and like not go into the stores anymore because it takes time and like, they probably won't have what you want. And so I feel like it's kind of cool to see something like this is like just solving a problem is like more online sales. We don't know how, how it's going to fit. And so just have this like virtual try on. And I think there's another, a bunch of different brands that have come into the metaverse for the past couple of years that we've seen very clearly. And I think it's just like I mentioned earlier, like us Gen Z, like we're online all the time. And so it's just another way for these brands to really connect with us. Like if we're not out walking the streets and we're just online, like talking with our friends and playing games and stuff. And I feel like this is a cool experience for these brands to connect where we're at. And the one um, is now also on Roblox, which is also interesting to see. What, say, what, what company is that? On Roblox. Who, wait, who's, on, who's, on, who's on Roblox? Walmart. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, since two weeks. And the other example I, I really love is NFT uh, um, Nike with Artifact, what they do. Yeah. It, I mean, this is the most amazing to me. Yeah? So how yeah. they do I it. I thought that was a cool like way that Nike entered instead of just like yeah. creating their own brand and they acquiring a business that was already native into the space. I thought that was super interesting. Um, but like, what are your thoughts on kind of these businesses entering the metaverse space? Was it just like a kind of point of hype in 2021 and 2022 or do you think that this is going to be really good for businesses to come i think if you look in particular also at nike they have a real roadmap you can say because they started with 
going into Roblox again as a platform. They made a game there for, for kids, you can say, and they connected this to their real life to a store in New York, which is an innovation store, where you can also see your basically avatar, what he does in the game. You can see that in the store and they have augmented reality games there as well. So it's all connected. So it's not only about... Uh, about the game is also what they believe in magic is in the air you can you can have imagination you can live very healthy so it's no longer anymore about just selling sneakers and then with artifact the next big step where they also now as, as they obviously bought a sneaker company but it's much more because they created nfts uh, with which you can have different experiences. And now the last one they have is since a couple of days, which is available in the US, but not in Switzerland, is an app, which is called Swoosh. And in this app, you have your own marketplace that will also work with other creators, not only Artifact, that you can sell stuff on that marketplace. So we have seen that I think 40, 50% of sales go via OpenSea as an open marketplace. Now they have created their own marketplace, which is which is pretty amazing, with their own stuff, which goes far beyond sneakers, with special community perks. Uh, and the other company, which I also admire for the same thing, is our Starbucks, also creating a huge community. They have now um, already, anyway, community was for them always important. So it's no longer only about the co coffee. I think the coffee is not very nice anyway. But you know, when you go to a Starbucks, it's the atmosphere, it's the music, it's kind of relaxed. You meet maybe other people. So you forget about the coffee, which is not the best Italian coffee you can have. And then you think further. Then they had this brilliant idea of having a digital wallet. So not for crypto or the like, but for payments and for other goodies. So now Starbucks customers are using digital wallets and their whole reward system has 25 million customers in the US. And with the digital wallet, it's number two behind Apple Pay, which is amazing. And now on top of that, they say, okay, let's do a loyalty program because we have the reward program, but it's not how the latest Web3 technology enables loyalty. So they do it with so-called journey stamps that you can gain when you are going to Starbucks and you have different experiences. You don't only have reduction in your uh, next coffee, you can go to special places and they have also created their own marketplace. So it's much more than just, oh yeah, trial and error. It's part of innovation is always trial and error, but they do different things in different spaces. So also when we advise clients, we always say, let's do, uh, let's say a little pilot, then let's do the next thing, let's do the next thing. And you really have to work with creators, with users, what works, what doesn't work, what excites them. So it's not very good to say, okay, now I do the Starbucks solution, I do the Nike solution. This is not true innovation. You have to think about what is right for my company, what is my purpose, what I'm good at. And Nike is very much into health. They also have the health app. Our Starbucks is more about the third place. So we have the home, we have the work, we have the third place. So everyone has something which is very special legal, also with Minecraft, now they want with Epic Games, they also want to go into the metaverse yeah? for schools as well. So it will be very interesting to see what these brands come up with, which is being loyal to what they're very good at, but translating this to a new world, which is not just 
I go online and sell my stuff. This is boring. I think this is also not what neither next gen nor nor other generations really enjoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love it. I think that's just such a good like overarching theme of what we talked about today. It's just how these brands are just continuing their strategy of meeting their customers where there are and just utilizing yeah. this technology. I think it's fantastic. I think the Starbucks is a great example um, of how it's like we they already have this like incredible app that people just use to pay with and they have yeah. rewards and stuff. So using that to kind of like yeah. move into the Web3 space. And I think the Nike is a great example. I think it's really cool to see how these companies are just continuing their strategy, but then use, utilizing this tech is I think they're the ones that are be successful kind of in the future and years to come, which is really cool. Um, I think kind of next, uh, I know here like at Ed Labs, which is the Web3 education platform that we're building, we're really passionate about just kind of the connection of, of education and onboarding the next wave of users into Web3. Uh, and you are quite the educator yourself. You're always educating and sharing things on LinkedIn, which is really awesome. I love seeing your post. Super interesting. Uh, what are your kind of thoughts on the importance of Web3 education? And then also what are kind of some resources that you would recommend for people wanting to learn more about uh, metaverse, NFTs, blockchain? Like yeah, I think this is our, um, very close to my heart as well, as you know, because I'm our uh, dean and partner in the Metaverse Academy, which we have created at the beginning of the year. Uh, so I'm working there with my partners. We have creation for brands, so where we really, really help them to get into the Metaverse. And as part of that, a lot of the brands and companies are looking for experiences and for education. Yeah. So this is how it came about. It's important that they start with education for the executive level, for the marketing people, what it is and what it is about. And I think the best way of getting more knowledge is, first of all, to try yourself in a safe environment. So there are a lot of, obviously, podcasts, there are a lot of learnings like we try to do today to give a little bit more idea what it is and where you can go to. But in effect, the most or the, the, the best is always when it becomes real to you. Yeah. So if you're not a gamer, you don't want to go into a game, but you can go into platforms like Spatial. Uh, Spatial is a very nice platform. Uh, it's very easy to go there. You don't need a MetaMask, no digital wallet. You just download Spatial.io, for example, and then you get a full range. So we are there with the Academy. We have built a Christmas room, for example. I can send you later the link so people can try. Really, the Swiss Christmas It's more about feeling how it, how it feels for me just to get a bit of Ah, now I understand why people are excited about it. And even uh, when you get an avatar assigned, you will think like, why this avatar is not looking like me? Yeah, why is it like this? In special, they offer you then the possibility also changing your avatars, making it more real with our with Ready Player One. So I think this is a very special, it's an easy, very nice experience. And then in Decentraland, they have always a lot of events uh, where you can go to, but you need to have a MetaMask. Yeah? And be careful when you, when you download MetaMask. So look at uh, YouTube, very, very good instructions or come to one of our classes, obviously. Uh, we do a lot, a lot of those classes. We do tailor-made and we do that in a very safe environment. And on top of that, what we also do, not only that you can get into with the desktop, I think that's like the starter, uh, but if you want to do something with your glasses, it's good you have someone next to you who is very, very experienced and we have a number of people 
totally focusing on that. They know how to enter Horizon. They know how to enter Roblox. And we build and create also there with students. So we have different classes. Uh, we always make them tailor-made. So if you have four or five people and say, ah, you know, that's really great. Let's really, really explore it. That's a very safe way because in my view, you have to be very careful with downloading stuff. And also I know a lot of people who bought headset from from meter so the quest which we have and they were so frustrated because they didn't figure out how it works it's not super difficult but it's a bit annoying you need a couple of hours to set it up and then you need to know where to go yeah so mm -hmm. in meta horizon also we test a lot we have people there but on your own it's no fun everything you do on your own is not the fun so yeah, that's yeah. what are like i think it's very important it's number one for uh for learning and then there are obviously tons of of youtube videos podcasts your podcast are then from different are uh, networks which i also either attend as a speaker or listen to yeah so I find that there are a lot of podcasts and you have to a bit try also what's your taste and what you like, yeah, rather than just I give you this is a top podcast you should go to. Uh, same for books. I think I've read a lot of books about it, but books are, again, very theoretically. You don't have this life experience. So for me, the most important is forget the books, forget the reading, get into it. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Uh, you mentioned helping brands and different companies come into the space. What are some like the biggest things you're helping those brands and companies kind of understand and, and kind of educating them about? The biggest thing is really uh, the basics, um, how it feels into a virtual to be in a virtual world, and what kind of experiences you can create for your stakeholders. So it could be employees, could be also clients. This is very important. And a lot of clients first think, okay, everyone is in Decentraland. So let's go into Decentraland. Uh, but Decentraland is on blockchain. It has our, a DAO. It's not a nice, I would say, uh, we have built and we have land in Decentraland, but it's not per se a nice um, look and feel because it does look very pixely for, for some people, but you can do some good stuff there. We had treasury hands, we had aqua lands, we had all kinds of things to make it interesting. Uh, and that that's fine. But if you think about also from our security cybercrime point of view, some of the banks, if they are in the central land, they cannot control it themselves. So what will the next big decision of the DAO be? And it's not on your server and might be in the US. So you might also want to create your own metaverse. Yeah. So sometimes it's good, like we have built for clients of clients for events in Decentraland with special, you can say, gamification aspects. And then the other part is we built a lot in spatial because it just, it looks and feels very nice. And I would also say that's one part, but also thinking beyond. So you don't have to mirror what's today in the shops, you can do something so amazing and different that the experience can be also feeling very, very different. And then this understanding of who are you as a person when you first time create your avatar and someone to be a unicorn, someone to be looking like themselves and in which environment is that possible? And when we talk about NFTs and people think immediately about board apes or if they've heard about it, or they think about the art, 
but it's much more, as you know, NFTs could be a form of music, the royalty fees, you can use NFTs, the technology is, is amazing, you can use it for your digital identity, and you can, the, the possibilities are so vast. So for us, it's important that they get a good understanding of what it is, what it isn't, and what are the experiences that can create. This is the most important. Yeah, no, this is an awesome. I love like our similar quest, like bring more people into Web3, Metaverse, NFTs, and brands. I think it's super important. I think it's super important kind of for the future of the space and kind of success of it all. So thank you so much for coming on. This has been so interesting chatting about Metaverse, kind of its timeline and kind of what businesses need to be able to adopt it and kind of utilize it in the future. Yeah, thank you, Lindsay. We could, I think, go on for hours because it's so big. But hopefully next time we do it in the metaverse so we can get people into the virtual world. Uh, we have spaces to do that. So anytime we can see how we do this. Yeah, yeah let's do it. That'd be awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much. We'll talk more soon. Yeah, talk about it soon. Thanks a okay. lot, Lindsay. Yes, yeah, thank, thank you. Bye. Bye.